Welcome to the Beautifully Balanced podcast. I'm Samantha Dinage. Join me to explore holistic approaches to support your well-being in today's hectic world. Through each episode, my intention is to empower you to live your life with less stress and more joy and relaxation. I understand we are all unique and I invite you to take what resonates with you on your journey to feeling more vibrant from the inside out. My dream is to create a radiant ripple effect from each of us out into the world. Thank you so much for choosing to spend your time with me. Now let's dive in. Ayurveda is an amazing healthcare system that has been around for thousands of years and works with nature and the natural rhythms of life rather than against it. Speaking of nature, I'm sat in my office just looking out the window at the moment and there are the bare branches on the tree, there's some frost on the ground, on the roofs around and the sunshine is just shining through um, some of the clouds in the sky and it's just really beautiful and it's wonderful just to take a moment to pause and notice it, take a breath and realise that actually we are part of that system of nature as well. So coming back to Ayurveda, it offers a personalised way of living in line with what naturally helps you to feel your best and live a long and healthy life. As you likely know, Ayurveda has three main doshas or mind-body types, vata, pitta and kapha. And we are all made up of all three in varying proportions. And depending which are most present and your health goals, you might focus on balancing one of these doshas more than the others. In the last two solo episodes, I spoke about balancing Ayurveda routines for Vata and Pitta. And you can find out which mind-body type you could focus on balancing using natural methods in my anxiety profile quiz, where you will receive personalised recommendations to support anxiety along with your overall well-being. You can find that in the link in the show notes. In this episode, we are moving on and looking at Ayurveda routines to balance kapha. Balancing kapha may be of interest to you if you're wanting to feel lighter and brighter. When in balance, kaphas feel and help others to feel calm and nourished. They are ideal people to be around if you're struggling with anxiety because of these calming effects that they can have. They tend to be very warm, loyal and homely people. They will be supportive and helpful and once they begin something, they will steadily complete it to the end. They tend to have much more patience than agitated pitters and flighty vatas. Kaffirs can, however, more easily get stuck in a rut and feel slow, heavy and sluggish. Cappadocia is made up of 50% earth and 50% water elements. On a physical level, the water relates to all the fluids and liquids in our body, for example, blood plasma. The earth element relates to the structure and mass of the body and promotes strength and stability. For example, our bones. Imagine if we didn't have bones, then we'd be a heap of skin and insides on the floor. When we have too much earth and water mixed together, it can get rather sludgy, heavy and sticky. Sometimes we can feel like this in our minds and we therefore need lighter qualities to help balance it out. 
Firstly, let's understand which qualities, or in Ayurveda, the term gunas, let's understand which might throw kapha out of balance in our body and mind. Using the Ayurveda principles of like increases like, the gunas will increase the gunas that will increase kapha dosha are heavy, cold, oily, slow or dull, smooth or slimy, which sounds a little bit strange, reminds me of kids' um, play stuff. Also, the quality is static and soft. Firstly, when there is an excess, heavy quality, this can show up as sluggishness, slow metabolism, overweight and weak digestion. Things that increase the heavy guna are heavy foods such as pastries, puddings, heavy breads, pasta and pies. Also, when we overeat, we've got that overweight from all of the food coming into us. Particularly when we do this late at night, we haven't got chance to help it to process and digest and move and counteract it all. We might also feel heavy for sleeping for long hours. Have you ever been to bed and feel like you've slept for too long and got up with a bit of a heavy head? In fact, that also sounds a bit like a hangover, doesn't it? A lack of movement through a primarily sedentary lifestyle. And I've spoken about this before, how sitting might be the new smoking, how it really doesn't do us any favours for our health. But with so much convenience around and things being done for us and deliveries we really can move less and less if we choose when we think about heaviness in terms of emotions there are things like depression hopelessness and greed that can contribute to this feeling of heaviness too secondly when there's too much of the cold quality this might show up as coughs colds and congestion and many of the chest-related problems linked to kapha. When we're cold, we might also experience numbness, cold hands and feet, fear, and also a contraction in the body and mind, rather than a beautiful sense of expansion. So having too much cold, okay, might be caused by probably a little more obvious, cold foods and drinks, such as ice cream, frozen food, and also raw, so uncooked, cold fruit and vegetables, along with using excessively cooling spices and herbs when cooking, such as mint. In wintertime here in the UK, it's naturally cold, and if you work in cold environments, this can also be aggravating. When we look at cold emotions, we may experience the inability to forgive and let go, or be in denial. Thirdly, oily or greasy qualities can throw kapha out of balance. This may show up as oily skin, obesity and or high cholesterol, for example. The oily quality can be increased by an excess of deep fried or fatty foods. Also, things like cheese, yogurt and cream, nuts, olives, avocado and coconut. These all bring in this oily quality. However, I want to point out that we do need some healthy fats and oils in our nutrition. Otherwise, we may have the opposite effect where we become too dry. Moving on to our next quality, 
an excess of slow or dull qualities can lead to depression. I've experienced depression in the past myself and I think dull really uh, sums it up quite nicely if we're just to explain it in one word. Also being slow to take action. Maybe you plan to go on a trip or start a new hobby, but it's never more than an idea, is it, without taking the action, taking those first steps and getting the ball moving. Someone may have monotonous and or slow speech, and I've definitely, definitely had that in the past. There's also things like linking to the slowness, the dullness, like poor circulation, the blood's not pumping around the body as it should do or slow or sluggish digestion. Also, if we think about a slower metabolism, and also when it comes to the mind, like we've said about depression, maybe you haven't got depression, but maybe it's starting to slow down or become a little bit more dull, not as vibrant, excited and zesty and thinking about all the exciting, amazing things that could be happening. So this may also be caused by a lack of exercise, a slow and monotonous job, spending long hours in darkened rooms without natural sunlight. So again, coming back to nature, the natural rhythms and that we're designed to spend some time outside, have the sun on our faces, on our skin. But unfortunately, often here in the winter, it can be overcast and cloudy. And in the winter too, we tend to eat a lot more rich foods, which are of course, a bit heavier and can slow us down. So it definitely sounds a little bit like a winter here in the UK. So we have to be careful and we have to try and balance it out. When there is too much of the sticky quality, so moving on to our next quality, someone may be less open-minded and stick to one particular viewpoint. It might be that they hold on and hoard things. And to be honest, I feel like I need another clear out. I think springtime coming up is going to be perfect for that. There can be poor blood flow and growths may appear such as fibroids. So the sticky guna can be increased by items such as toffee, chewing gum, melted cheese and chocolate, dairy and sugar. Over-attachment to people and things can also be a contributing factor. It's almost like having a bit of Velcro, isn't it? On our hand and it's on that item or the person and we just can't quite peel it off and let go sometimes when we need to. So yeah, sticky. It's an interesting one. Another quality that can aggravate kaffir is static. Someone might be stuck and static in their thoughts, emotions and behaviour. There may be some stiffness to their body, a rigidity to their mind. It can also show up as things like water retention, high cholesterol and high blood pressure. The static quality is increased by too much meat, cheese and bread. Also eating too much in one meal. (laughs) And once again, our sedentary. I can't say that word, sedentary lifestyle doesn't help either. So have a little reflection. Do you need to get moving more? And if so, how can you get moving for at least five minutes today?
the soft quality can send kaffir out of balance and this can be seen as poor muscle tone. It could also be excess mucus, fatigue, being too laid back and having a lack of emotional boundaries. I've not heard it said for a long time but it's sometimes said that someone is soft or too soft and this highlights a potential lack of boundaries. Someone might feel hurt quite easily and I do believe that sensitivity is a superpower but when someone feels oversensitive this can affect their well-being. This soft quality can be increased by overcaring and overkindness. Again, this is where boundaries are so important, but can be so challenging to put in place, especially if you suffer from anxiety. What can also aggravate this soft quality is too much relaxation and also thinking about the environment, resting on soft surfaces, such as a very soft mattress or even a waterbed. I went on a spa day uh, before Christmas and I remember actually there was these water beds lying there and they were heated and oh, it was so cozy but then I felt so dehydrated and lifeless afterwards. Anyway, moving on from that. When it comes to food, soft mushy food such as banana, mashed potatoes with butter, oh this is making me hungry, risotto rice, jam and generally overcooked mushy foods can be aggravating. If you think about all of those, they're all quite soft and yeah, oh but so nice. Okay, as I mentioned, like increases like, therefore utilising opposite qualities can help to have a balancing effect. Therefore, these routine suggestions help to promote warmth that helps to balance the cold. Movement and being mobile that helps to balance being slow and sticky. Subtle qualities and lightness helps with the heaviness. And rough helps with soft and oily qualities. So how can you implement more of these practically into your lifestyle? Let's have a look at some simple natural solutions that would begin to make a difference to how someone with a kapha imbalance feels in their body and mind. A kapha routine could look like this. Rise ideally by 6am in the morning, especially as the mornings start to get lighter as we move out of winter into spring and then summer. This means that you are up before the heavier kaffir time sets in, which is 6 to 10 a.m. And this is when we can actually start to feel sluggish again if we don't get up and move. Have you ever stayed in bed for longer and then felt more sluggish? That happened to me actually just this past weekend. I was staying over at my brother's in-laws. I woke up really early. I was feeling nice and refreshed. I thought I won't get up. I don't want to disturb anyone. So I listened to some comedy in bed, listened to a podcast. And then I and then I did doze off for about another 30 minutes a few hours later. And then I got up and I was like, oh, I'm so heavy and groggy. And I felt like I had a hangover when I was feeling fine when I originally woke up. So there we go. A routine might also look like starting the day with a glass of warm water and then hot water with ginger, lemon and honey 
or you could swap the lemon for lime if you've got high inflammation. And this is really cleansing for the body and the mind and it's also lovely and warm. And the honey has a bit of a rough scraping effect in the body too. Dry brushing before a warm shower or using a shower scrub can help bring in the rough qualities and help to boost the circulation. If you have time in the morning, you could go for a short brisk walk or try a few rounds of yoga and salutations to really get the body moving, the metabolism going and help you to feel more expansive and uplifted. Or if this feels impossible in the morning, could you take a 10 to 15 minute break later in the day to have a bit of a refresh and a move and get some fresh air, some sunshine? Another suggestion is to try and move more regularly throughout the day and enjoy perhaps a team sport or class in the evening and even better if it's in nature. Movement is key to feeling lighter and unstuck. At meals time, you could try adding warming spices and herbs such as cinnamon, cumin and cardamom to your cooking. But be careful not to go too spicy and warming and heating with chilli and lots of dry ginger if you have some pitta imbalances such as inflammation. Warming spices are really wonderful to help warm you up from the inside out and boost circulation and metabolism further, along with a load of other health benefits depending on the spice. And as you enter the evening, you could wind down from the day with a more active relaxation slash meditation practice, such as some chanting. And this can be really powerful and it's really not about how it sounds and if you can close your eyes and tune into how the body feels if that's comfortable you might really feel a vibration a resonance as you chant um, a word so for example a nice simple and easy one a bit of a stereotypical one um, that happens in some yoga classes is the om so you could repeat that for a few minutes Also to finish up the evening, you could do some simple yoga poses and any chest and heart opening poses are really wonderful to support the kapha chest area, help you to feel more expansive and less stuck. So a couple of examples would be a puppy pose and also the banana pose. So the puppy pose is a beautiful chest shoulder opener. So not ideal if you've got sensitive shoulders or any issues, um, but otherwise it can feel really wonderful. And then the banana pose is making the body into this banana curve shape so that the outer edge is creating this beautiful stretch on the outside of the leg, the hip area, the waist, the outside of the rib into the arm and the fingers. So it feels so juicy um, for me anyway and some of the people that I work with. We can do this side stretch and it kind of releases any tightness from those intercostal muscles between the ribs. Oh, it feels so good if you've not tried it. I suggest that you do. So that's some routine suggestions for the morning helping you to get up, get moving, get the metabolism going, helping you to feel less heavy and sluggish. Also considering adding in a bit of movement in the day or a team sport or a class in the evening because of course community and to be around people is also really beneficial to our health. 
and then thinking a little bit about how you could support meal times with some warming spices and then in the evening winding down with some relaxation chanting and also a few yoga poses to really help open up the chest the heart and release in the side of the ribs so this is by no means a set routine and some of these ideas may or may not resonate with you and it might be that you haven't tried some of them and it might be trying it and seeing what does it actually feel like rather than what you imagine it's like. And when you work with a coach, such as an anxiety relief coach like myself, I would look at your primary anxiety goals and your overall health picture so that together we would create a bespoke plan of natural solutions to transform how you feel so that you can enjoy life so much more. I love seeing and hearing about the changes in people. To round up this episode, what takeaways can you take from this episode? I always love to hear these, so do feel free to drop me a message. I'm always on the other side of a message and you can find me via the links in the show notes. And if there's someone who you think would benefit from hearing this episode, then please feel free to share with them. So I hope that's been beneficial. Uh, Have a wonderful rest of your day or evening. And as always, I'll be back in two weeks time. So bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to the Beautifully Balanced podcast. Please press subscribe to be notified when the next episode is out every other Wednesday.